Hello and welcome back to Shattered Lives. I'm Kieran Bradley. Today we discuss a breaking story that is relevant to the feuds in Irish gangland as well as policing in Ireland in general. It is a tale of alleged Garda corruption. I'm joined by Mick O'Toole of the Irish Daily Star to understand what's happened and the ramifications of the investigation. Hello Mick, how are you? Hi Kieran, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Have you been keeping out of trouble? Been a few days. No. <laughs> Glad to hear it. I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, well, yeah, I should explain. So uh, this is our, our first podcast, sort of fully post-trial, I suppose. Um, Paul Healy is, I believe, sunning himself in the Bahamas at the moment. No, he's just off today. So um, just myself and Mick for your delight and delectation. And Mick, you had uh, approached us about uh, a story that you have today that was in the Irish Daily Star and is up now on the Irish Mirror website. Might just give us a, a brief pricey of what that story is about. Yeah, that's right, Kieran. It's it's actually I think it's quite a, a significant story. It it is in relation specifically about a man called John Murphy, who is a former Garda superintendent who is currently serving, who became corrupt essentially, and is currently serving a six and a half year sentence after he was jailed in October last year uh, in the CCJ for possessing two hundred and sixty thousand euro worth of cannabis. So it was quite a bombshell story and he's currently serving his sentence. However, what makes it more interesting is he was arrested on Tuesday by Gardaí from the National Bureau of Criminal Investigation as part of the wider investigation into Jerry the Monk Hutch. Now, as we know, the trial, the murder trial for Jerry Hutch when he was charged with the murder of David Byrne in February 2016 at the Regency Airport Hotel has concluded. Uh, that was for the Special Criminal Court. And the three judges led by Miss Justice Tara Burns are now considering that verdict. But there has been a separate and independent investigation into allegations that John Murphy, uh, as I said, former Garda superintendent, was effectively working with the Hutch crime gang and uh, uh, Jerry Hutch. Now, you, you, listeners will remember, shortly before Jerry Hutch's murder trial started last year, we broke a story in the Star that he himself was arrested, taken out of prison and arrested and he was questioned about the offence of directing a crime gang. So that was separate from the Regency investigation. The Regency investigation was an investigation, a local investigation by Gardaí from the DMR North Division, which is uh, Dublin Metropolitan North, which is based in Ballymun. That covers that area. This investigation into the organised crime investigation into Jerry Hutch and John Murphy has been led by the National Bureau of Criminal Investigation. So it's a sort of twin track investigation. The, the, the investigation has been done. The file has been completed in relation to the Regency. We know that Jerry Hutch has gone on trial. He denies the murder, but it's now up to the judges, as we keep on saying. But separate to that, this investigation has been going on for at least probably two years. And uh, John Murphy was brought out of uh, Midlands Prison in Port Leash where he's serving his sentence on Tuesday, brought to Dublin Garda Station and he was questioned on his links to the monk. So in other words, Garda believed that this man uh, was criminally involved with Jerry the Monk Hutch. So that separate investigation is very close to ending. Garda did confirm that a man in his 60s had been arrested on Tuesday. I know that that's John Murphy and they said a file is now being prepared for the Director of Public Prosecutions. So it's very, very significant He's charged with murder, but now the guards are investigating Mr. Hutch for directing a crime gang. Now, that is significant because the maximum sentence for directing a crime gang in Ireland, and it's very, very rarely used, is life in prison. 
So it's a very, very serious charge. So we know that Gardy have been investigating these alleged links between the two men for, for two years. So I think we're coming close to the midnight hour, really, in relation to this investigation. It's very interesting. I mean, there's a lot to take in. Um, but and, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there, there really is. And I, I can give you just, I'm, it's not speculation. I'm going to give an educated guess on this. We know, uh, listeners will know, that the verdict of the three judges in the Hutch, uh, David Byrne murder trial is expected on the 17th of April. We were told, and that could be earlier, but Miss Justice Tara Byrne said, 17th of April by the latest. I know that a file is now being prepared in the separate investigation into Jerry Hutch and John Murphy. I would not be surprised if one scenario was that the DPP looks at the file and directs that Mr. Hutch be charged with directing this crime gang. Now, I want to stress this. It's up to the judges. But if Mr. Hutch is acquitted of the of uh, the murder of David Byrne, and it's a big if, he could he he will be automatically work free from that court. And one scenario for me is that Gardy from the NBCI are waiting outside the court to arrest him for directing the crime gang and bring him back to court and charge him with that. So it really is important. And just a, uh, like a procedural thing, I suppose, is, is there anything stopping them from rearresting him while he's in custody at the moment? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, like he was, as I said, he was arrested in custody just before the, the trial started. Now, there's one technicality about this. Guards can't arrest somebody in, in when they're in the, the custody of the prison service. So they have to apply to a judge for what's called a Section 42 warrant, which is permission to take a prisoner out of custody and then have them arrested and then brought to a guard station. So that's what happened to Jerry Hutch. He was uh, That was all done last year. Before the trial started, a couple of days before the trial started, he was brought to Ronanstown Guard Station and he was questioned on suspicion of, the, of directing this crime gang. The same thing happened to John Murphy. So he was Section 42 brought out taken from Port Leash up to a, a Dublin guard station and was questioned for a while. So there is, technically, there's nothing to stop the guards if, say, the DPP directs next week. Now, I don't, the file hasn't gone yet. It'll probably be gone in the next couple of weeks, I'd imagine, because they're at the arrest stage, which is always the last stage, because you have all the evidence and you have to put it to somebody. So you don't arrest and then make your inquiries. You make your inquiries, gather your evidence, then do the arrest, and the arrest is to put the allegations to them. Okay, so that's where we're at. The arrests have happened. So, you know, next stage is for the file to be completed, sent to the DPP, DPP to make a decision. DPP could take a week to decide, but I just have a feeling that, you know, it will take quite a long time and it could be April, it could be later, but, you know, depending on what, I, I don't think it's likely to be before, the, uh, I don't think it's likely to be in March or February, I'll put it that way. Okay, well, a little bit of time still to go. And I think it's probably best for all of us, audience and presenters and what have you, to remember that this is a slightly different uh, investigation in, in terms of the, in relation to the Hutch trials. Obviously, this is ongoing, so there are various things that we need to factor in. Um, just just on a kind of slightly wider sense, I suppose, um, now through pop culture and line of duty and the departed and all sorts we've we've kind of been accustomed to the idea of uh, bank coppers to to use a to coin a phrase but obviously this is going to cause a, an enormous ruction within the guards or, or would have done i would imagine before the story broke at the time we might be able to give us a little bit more info about that it it, it certainly did you know i have to declare an interest i didn't know the man from adam i have to say um 
He retired. John Murphy, he's 62. and he, But he's very, very well known within the guards. I'll put it that way. And, you know, an awful lot of people are probably running for cover now. They are, a lot of people are running for cover now. I mean, let's, you know, let's not beat about the booze. But he was very popular. You know, he was very well got within the guards and an awful lot of guards liked him. And that has to be said. Things have turned out different. But when he was in the job, an awful lot of people liked him and he was very, very, very popular. He went down a different road. But I'll put it this way. Um, what happened with John Murphy was seismic within the guards. I remember totally, well, I was going to say totally coincidentally, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but I can tell you exactly when it happened. It happened on the 29th of September, 2021. That's when Gardy raided his house and found the drugs. 260 euro worth of cannabis. 260,000 euro worth of cannabis in his house. Now, the reason why I remember it was the 29th of September, 2021, because that is the same day that a certain Jerry Hutch was put on an Air Corps Casa plane in Madrid and flown the Baldonnel casement aerodrome in the Baldonnel in South Dublin to be extradited to Ireland where he was promptly arrested for the murder of David Byrne and brought to the Special Criminal Court. So it happened on the same day that Jerry Hutch was brought back. And it's 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 funny the things you remember. I remember uh, we were encamped. Everybody knows we were encamped outside Baldonnel waiting for the plane to come. And I, I, I was talking to a contact and we were going about how big a story this was about Jerry Hutch because it's it was massive. It, you know, it's part of the Regency. It's part of the Hutch Kinnan feud. It's been going on. It had been going on for years. And it was the centre of our journalistic lives for years. And one contact said to me, Mick, Jerry Hutch, there's a bigger story about the break. And I went, what are you talking about? What could possibly be bigger than Jerry Hutch being brought back to Ireland on an Air Corps plane to be charged with murder? Uh, and I found out an hour later when we got a, a bit of a sniff about a retired superintendent being arrested for possession of drugs. And that was John Murphy. So uh, I, I can remember being absolutely stunned. And guards... I know the guards all around the country uh, because John Murphy, as I say, you, you'd be surprised. I think people outside the guards don't really know this. Mm. How many guards each individual guard knows? You're, you're talking thousands. They will have served with him together. They will have been in, uh, on investigations with them. They will have been in separate units or the same units. They will have studied together in Templemore. So throughout your career, you go to, you know, I would say the average guard probably knows two or three thousand other guards. Right. And it's it's a way about everybody knowing each other. So um, it really was. He was very well known. I know that he served in Dublin. He served in traffic. He served in the Bridewell. He served in uh, Cavan Monaghan Division. So I cannot overstress how well known he was within the guards. And it was it was an earthquake. It's just a total earthquake. People were completely shocked by this. Now, it that earthquake got even bigger because there have been uh Two other guardy put under the microscope or spotlight, I suppose, because of this. And just a few weeks ago, as part of this investigation about information being leaked allegedly to the monk and the, the Hodge crime gang by uh, Murphy. Two, a couple of weeks ago, uh, another guard officer was arrested as part of this probe. Uh, so, you know, it's the reverberations of that arrest and the reverberations of this investigation I think will be felt have been felt within the guards at every level and will be for uh, quite some time so but it's just interesting Jerry Hutch was arrested before the trial started late last year the set the other guard was arrested a few weeks ago over this investigation and then John Murphy was arrested now so you can see that things are starting to speed up 
So we are at that phase where the file will be sent and there will be decisions. But just getting back to Murphy, I, I think he retired around 2010, 2011. I, I hadn't heard him. I hadn't, hadn't heard him, didn't know the man at all. My only uh, knowledge of him came was there was a massive retirement party for him. Huge. And they booked a big, I won't say which venue it was, but there was a big venue booked for him and they came from everywhere for it. It was a real big bash. So that's when I first heard of it. Oh my God, because I'd never heard of such a big party for a retiring guard. So he had been working in, in the private field. He obviously, he got into serious debt. Um, we know from the court that he owed, he got into debt of you know more than 800,000 euro because of various problems and everything. And his family, family stuck by him testimonials from brother and family and, and other members so it's very hard obviously it's very hard for them it's a terrible case and it's very hard for you know guards who would have been close to him but it is it is seismic what has happened and we're not finished yet because as I as I have said I think there will be further ramifications and I think it's distinctly possible that Jerry Hutch will be charged over this and John Murphy will be charged over this I know the guards want them to be charged but it's not their decision it's up to the DPP but you know we will have a decision within months. It's interesting that you mentioned the uh, the debts there because from my <laughs> amateur research via line of duty, <laughs> the, um, one of the things that the police forces do seem to look for is uh, debts incurred by uh, serving guards because obviously it puts them at risk of being exploited, I suppose, by uh, potential criminal gangs or individuals or whoever it might be, blackmailing, etc., or just doing, you know, crimes of of kind of gain. Um, do we know much about the practices and the sort of uh, the organisations that are at work within the guards to prevent corruption within the ranks? Like, are, are there are there specific units, for example, that would be dedicated to this kind of practice? Yes, there uh, there is a, a recent. It was, oh God, it was, I'd say it was set up within the last eighteen months. The anti corruption unit. And that's been set up specifically to root out corruption. So you know, they have a national remit. And one of the things they do is look for, you know, Ben Coppers. And so their nickname within the guards. So they're, they're a national unit. They have a national remit. It's their job to root out corruption. So they're called the anti-corruption unit. Everybody calls them AC-12. And <laughs> most of them, I think that's what their name is. But it's not. It's obviously the ACC. Obviously, AC-12 is... From from line of duty, but um, yeah. So it, it you know it, it's quite a, a a large operation, and it is their job to go. Now look, you also have, you know, there's the National Bureau of Criminal Investigation who also investigate allegations of corruption, and mm. you know, and have for several times. So, but the main one now is mostly shifted to the ACU, and there's a you know, they're they're a, I think they're a headquarters unit under the direction of senior officers there so they are they're, they're, they will they have been and they will continue to to work on I mean I, I know that, look, I know of several cases I mean there's one case we did a while ago but a, a serving guard is under investigation for allegedly paying a criminal 300 euro to attack another guard's house so that case was investigated locally uh, because there was a criminal aspect to it that a criminal was traced for carrying out the attack then it soon became apparent that there was evidence linking the criminal to another guard. So that has now been transferred to the ACU or AC12 in Dublin. And they're investigating that separate to the sort of criminal aspect of the criminal who attacked the house. There are loads of investigations that we'll never get to hear about. They're a busy unit. 
it's very interesting i do find this area of policing very very interesting indeed because i remember um one of my other tv pleasures is 24 hours in police custody and they had this episode where uh, they were doing a blackmail investigation uh, a guy had been blackmailed after he visited a, a sex worker and um with all the jigs and reels it turned out that it was one of the police officers actually operating on the job I remember that was that. ultimately responsible for it yeah great show. But, um, the, it was a great show and it was fascinating and it was really edgy seat stuff but I do remember Bedfordshire Police uh, at the end of that I think he got 18 months originally and Bedfordshire Police actually appealed to the court to say this is not this is not long enough like you can't we can't allow uh, serving officers who are engaged in this kind of activity to, to be seen to be get away with it and I think that's actually really interesting in that how you police your own is a real indication of what the the health, I suppose, of of, of any police force is. And I'm not I'm not drawing any uh, direct comparison of what's going on with John Murphy because, frankly, it's an ongoing case. And we don't know what's happened, but it is interesting, isn't it? Well, yeah, and uh, you know, in my in my time in the Star, twenty three years next month, um, I've covered several cases of guards who have been charged with criminality, serious criminality, trying to procure children for sex. You, uh, another one, these are just ones off the top of my head. Another one, uh, uh, accessing child abuse material, child sex and abuse material, what is legally called child porn, but it, child pornography, but it's child images of child abuse. There's loads of them, and there's lots of guards have been investigated, lots of guards have been prosecuted. And, you know, people linked to the guards have been prosecuted as well. And I have to say, and I'm being honest, it's not been my, it's not my, there's no benefit to me to lie. In all the cases I've covered, it's as if the guards turn on the wrongdoer. You would sort of expect, ah, God love him, all right, or her, you know, uh, she messed up or he messed up and blah, blah, blah. It's a visceral anger, right? And they go after them. This is my experience of covering cases like this and speaking with people who hunted down rogue guards, whatever you want to call them. There's no sympathy for them. And it's as if they regard them as traitors, to the job and they, they go after them with gusto they really really do you know some people might think oh the guards cover for each other when there's criminality the cases I've covered the guards go for them big time and I've never heard I've probably covered I, I look you know maybe more than a dozen I'd be confident more than a dozen serious cases every case it's yeah fuck them I mean that's part of my language that's basically it no i mean it, it I, I think they realize the gravity of it more than more than anyone and i think you know it's, it's very important they do um just to come back briefly into to the john murphy uh, investigation or at least um mooted investigation um do, do we know much more about the nature of the alleged links like i, I realize that you've obviously intimated this information and of course mm. it's an ongoing investigation do we have a sense of where they're looking it was intelligence Okay. Uh, and it was intelligence and things like cars, details about guard investigations, details about suspect, really, really sensitive stuff. Uh, and, you know, that sort of stuff. So heavy. Yeah, you don't need to go much further, by the way. If, if, I, I, you know. Yeah, I, you need to be careful what we say. But look, yeah, there, the allegation is there was significant evidence, intelligence was accessed. And the, the Hutch gang got mm. that. And so... This obviously begs the question that uh, of, well, 
uh, I suppose, other incidents of similar nature having happened. Are you familiar with, with any other incidents, maybe between Kinnans, for example, and, and uh, serving police officers or anything of this nature? Or? Yeah, it, 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 somebody asked me a message on Twitter about Kinnans. And see, it, look, I'm sure there may have been, but I just off the top of my head, I can't, I, I can't think of any... No, I might be proved to be completely wrong and our listeners, are, I've got a fantastic memory, but just I've been thinking about it for a while and I just can't think That's of it. That's fair enough. I, I, I can hear I can hear the hive mind of our listenership tweeting you as, as we uh, as we speak. Oh, yeah. Um, but listen, I mean, the, the, you know, this is on, obviously an ongoing investigation. It's very sensitive. So um, listen, thank you very much. Is there any other business before uh, we move on to? No, just uh, Paul's obviously having a few t- oh, a few days off. He, he worked his head off on the, the, on the, the trial. Um, we are, and you'll know this, we are determined or we do of a mind to keep the pod going. So obviously the Hutch trial is finished. This was sort of about the Hutch trial, but it was more about the other aspect of the investigation that I spoke about. But we are, we, we do, I think we have decided, um, me, you and, and Paul, that we are going to keep the pod going. It's going to turn into a sort of general podcast, crime podcast, because we can't talk, there's no trial to talk about. So... You know, we have our own ideas. We've already got a couple of uh, pods sorted. Uh, But we are keen to hear from listeners. You know, look, they might want some things explored. There might be some things that they want us to talk about. They may want to pick our brains and whatever. And we do really value the listeners. So we'd encourage if anybody wants any areas explored. And we'll also be, you know, please contact us. And, you know, the the connection we have with the the listeners is very strong. But, But, you know... It's it's one thing we're looking forward to, and we're going to be doing things like we might just do a general pod stories we've been involved in that week because we do an awful lot of stories every week that you know haven't been part of the podcast yet. So it's something we're we're very very excited about, and we'll be we should be doing more of these in the coming weeks. That's the hope. That's the hope. Um, Mick, well, thank you very much for your time in the meantime, um, and thank you to Paul for wherever he is. Uh, but yeah we'll be back with you uh, in the next few days so uh, stay tuned and we'll speak to you soon take care thanks Kieran